The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. eat better, get healthy, and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Have you ever thought that we would speed up the veganizing process of the planet quite a bit if everybody could have personal guidance, get their questions answered, not just generic stuff like Where do I get my protein? But answers to questions like, what if I do if one of my kids can't eat nuts and the other one can't eat gluten and I'm not a great cook and the budget is tight? Well, help is on the way through the Main Street Vegan Meatless May and More initiative. Any member of the public who is interested in eating less meat or going all the way to vegan can get their questions addressed via a personal email or phone call from a Main Street Vegan Academy certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator. The service is available in English and Spanish. Just go to MainStreetVegan.net, click on Meatless May, and I'll tell you more about this as we proceed. And guess what? We are going to be proceeding in a rather interesting way today because somehow in in the strange confines of our coronavirus era, when we don't have days anymore, we just kind of have day. (laughs) There was a mix-up with the wonderful person who was supposed to be my guest today. So it's just you and me. And hopefully um, we can connect and get a lot said and done. So if you happen to be a live listener today, Wednesday afternoon on Unity Online Radio, you can call in at 816-251-3555. And then we'll have a conversation (laughs) instead of a soliloquy. So, Big exhale there. I am Victoria Moran, and I am your host for this program. And gosh, today I might be the host and the guest and just about everything. But it is wonderful to be with you and wonderful to be talking with you about this most fascinating 
of topics, going vegan, being vegan, what this lifestyle can do now more than ever. So to join the conversation, please give us a call at 816-251-3555. And otherwise, I'm just going to talk about what's on my mind. And I hope that you find that fascinating as well. And you know what? I'm going to say something else, too. For anybody that's shy and doesn't want to call in, then you can just go on um, on my Facebook page. Uh, you can go to Main Street Vegan on Facebook and you can put in some questions there. And that'll be another way that I can talk about what you want to talk about. So what I want to talk about is that I see that in this situation that we're facing right now, it's such a curious time because we're having a global situation, and whenever people share something, that ought to be a really wonderful time to come together, and I hope that's what this turns out to be. So while we're all dealing with this disease, the people certainly who, who have been immediately uh, involved with it, and all of us with staying home, and certainly there are problems inherent in, in that economically and and otherwise, we're all having to do a little bit more going within and looking at our own lives and seeing just how we want to live. Is there anything that we can do as individual human beings to make things different? And, you know, I think the number one thing we can do is change our diet. Now we seem to have a call. Shahana? Okay, hello. that call popped. Yes. Hello, Shahana? Yes, hello. Oh, hey, how wonderful. Um, this is someone that I happen to know. This is Shahana Soper from Indiana, who is a graduate of uh, Main Street Vegan Academy and is one of the vegan lifestyle coaches and educators who is involved with our Meatless May program. How are you, Shahana? I am absolutely fantastic and definitely thrilled. Um, I was listening to what you were talking about in, you know, considering the context of today with the coronavirus situation, the pandemic and being shut in and thinking what things can we do now, um, like you mentioned, to change or, you know, also in the coming together that this has brought. So I'm just really excited to, to join in on, on what you're discussing. Well, and, and it's wonderful to have you because I like how you think and I love how you're so well connected technologically and you're really good at getting information out the way we have to get it out now via Zoom and, and other electronic ways. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your history and what brought you from Midwestern girl to a very active <laughs> vegan lifestyle coach? Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. So, oh, Midwestern girl. So, yes, I grew up in actually Evansville, Indiana. Um, and, you know, I just feel like if I could think back to some of my earliest times as it pertains to food, I think when I, I tell the story or I describe it or recollect, 
how I would feel at Mills or how I was identified. And sometimes it was as that picky eater, right? Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, and really, I was not really accustomed to anything uh, vegan. I mean, that was really far ahead for me in life to where that even came across the radar for me personally. Um, but it kind of started off, like I said, as you know, I didn't self-identify that way, but others would say, oh, you know, she's a picky eater. And I think what that meant was sometimes just, I guess as a child, instinctively with me, certain things just just didn't feel right. I don't know what other way to, to really describe it, you know, from that child perspective, my child mind at that time. So as I grew a little bit older and went to school at Indiana University, trying to figure out what to study, I also noticed that I was always changing my diet and not really for any specific, um, no, 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 no um, fad diets or anything like that, but really just always interested in health and interested in health because I really wanted to change the narrative that I had heard growing up. And that was that, oh, you know, genetically speaking, if mom and dad has this disease, then you're likely to kind of just be prepared to have to deal with that. And that wasn't something that I wanted to settle with. Um, I was pretty physically active, you know, all throughout my childhood and growing up. So I really enjoyed being in good health, if you will. Um, so I took that interest into what I studied at IU, Indiana University, and I studied kinesiology, exercise science. And so I would take a little bit of nutrition classes here and there. And that later led to me becoming certified in personal training. So, you know, a decade goes past and, you know, I become certified as a weight loss, weight loss specialist. So I was seeing the side of exercise a lot. But even in that time, of course, in dealing with clients who are working on their health and well-being aesthetically and also from a uh, more inner perspective as well, I would just always see this what felt like almost a gap, you know, like wondering why am I working so hard? with this, you know, 50% of this exercise, this one half of things here. And, and still even those who were in my mind and then seemingly, you know, really healthy, making really healthy choices, meaning things like, oh, lean meats or, you know, uh, an egg a day or things of that nature, but still having health issues develop. That didn't make sense for me. And again, at this time, I still had no idea about the vegan lifestyle or the vegan diet. So uh, I came to a point in my life um, in Chicago, actually, I was serving with a program called Public Allies, um, and I met a lot of really diverse people in Chicago, Illinois. And those folks were are the ones that really exposed me just through friends and colleagues at that time in this program. It was a public service program to where you just volunteer and you serve and get really immersed in the local community. Well, I met others who were identifying as vegetarians. And I was like, oh, I learned about it. I was like, wow, that really fits something that I would be interested in. I, I went head on, went straight into that um, with really no true, I guess, knowledge of what I was really getting myself into, no support system. Um, and at that time, there were not as many 
you know, vegan, uh, vegan really wasn't being promoted as widely as it is now. So I really was kind of, I felt like still going at it alone. And I really didn't have the healthiest of diets um, at that time, just trying to avoid meat and fish and things like that, still consuming, you know, dairy and egg. And so then, I, you know what, it developed to this point to where we fast forward to, I think it was about, oh, what, 2000 and, oh gosh, what year was that? Maybe 2016, I believe. And the documentary, What the Health, comes out. And also, like I said, that vegetarian attempt was a flop for me personally. It didn't last. But I said to myself, I know that one day I want to be vegetarian. I am going to get there. I'm going to be more prepared next time, and I'm going to get there. And that was always a goal for me. What the Health came out, and I, I actually, my wife actually watched it. I didn't watch it. But the minute that she said, my wife, who came from a family of uh, very, very into eating, you know, all types of different foods or, you know, animal products, um, way heavier than I had ever been exposed to. When my wife, (laughs) who loved what she ate, came out and said, I don't want to eat animals anymore. And I, I just knew right away, it resonated with me immediately with my history already there, like I said, from early childhood on through that. I knew I wanted a diet that I felt just resonated with me on several different levels. It was almost a spiritual. It was an inner thing. Um, so she came out and said that. I didn't watch it right away. I have watched it, went back and watched it, and I've re- recommended it to several people. And it, it worked out for me actually instantly at that time. And that's when I just began to build up on research and knowledge and because I didn't want to flop this time. And so for me, I kind of went vegan overnight, if you will. (laughs) Um, I cleaned out our refrigerator and freezer, um, and I just started researching and researching and researching. And then Victoria, you know, shortly after that, I found Main Street Vegan Academy. And when I applied for that, I, like I said, I wanted this to be for me, you know, not really for yet the coaching aspect, because I just wanted to get deeper in the knowledge um, and so in understanding that, and I wanted it to be long-term, I wanted to really equip myself with the tools to make this sustainable. And that's when I was so blessed to, to come aboard and have a very memorable time in New York um, with you and the other fellow graduates to really build myself up with the tools to sustain this lifestyle. And there were so many amazing people that I met who taught, came in and taught the curriculum, Victoria, amazing people. And it's, it's still, it has become a part of my life now today, which has developed into coaching <laughs> and, and being available. And that's newer for me. And with this Meatless May initiative, um, offering free Zoom sessions and just really making myself more available um, to those who really want to do this because it has become so much more uh, well-known about the importance of a vegan diet for health and for the environment for so many reasons. That's, oh, absolutely. That's a long and, story. <laughs> well, and it's, it's a great story. And, and I think, you know, when I came up with the name Main Street Vegan years ago, this was really what I was thinking because you know, th- there are a lot of people who are exposed to things that are a little bit edgy. You know, they're in Berkeley or, you know, wherever yeah. they are. But, you know, if we want to really change the world, we need to get to people on Main Street. 
And and yeah. so I remember when your application uh, came in for, for the academy, and it's like, we already had a couple of graduates from Indiana, but I think, you know, they were from the bigger cities and things like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, this is Main Street, and this is really helping me see that we're getting there. So uh, Shahana is so uh, intimately involved in the um, Meatless May and More initiative, and we're calling it Meatless May and More for a couple of reasons. One is that we are partnering with the Meatless May that was started by the Iowa chapter of LULAC, which is the League of United Latin American Citizens. So because of the terrible things that are going on in the meat industry right now, and certainly for us as, as, as vegans and I think as caring people, terrible things have been going on there for centuries. But right now, as we all know, the workers in the meat processing plants in the slaughterhouses have been told that they must show up for work despite the dangers of, of the COVID-19 because their product is essential, that this is a critical is, is the word that's used. And I was just actually writing an op-ed that I hope will be picked up somewhere that basically says, I had my last piece of meat in 1968. You know, it can't be essential or I wouldn't right. be standing upright <laughs> having this conversation with you. So I saw a, a gentleman named Joe Enrique Henry on, on CNN, uh, who, who was a part of, of LULAC in Iowa. So their national organization is calling for a boycott uh, on Mondays, meatless Mondays in May. But the Iowa people said, no, we want to go further than that. We want it to be a whole boycott of corporate meat all through the months of May. Well, so of course, for Shahana and, and myself and all of us who are vegan, well, we don't want people to just boycott corporate meat. We want them to boycott all meat. But you know what? We are very willing to walk with colleagues and allies as far as they are willing to go. So we have uh, taken the term meatless may from them, but we've added on and more because we are looking at obviously more <laughs> meeting veganism uh, and also uh, a, a longer time span. We, we wanted to uh, carry these free services through the month of June. And what's really cool is we are doing them in English and Spanish because we have yes. several uh, Spanish-speaking graduates, and we just had a wonderful piece on Telemundo, uh, which uh, I hope will really get the word out into the Spanish-speaking community. And in addition to doing the, the private phone and, and email uh, coaching and, and question answering for people, we're also doing free Zoom seminars in Spanish and in English. And I know, Shahana, you're involved in the two English webinars can you tell us what people can expect in those? Yes, absolutely. So myself and another Main Street vegan graduate, Holly Scotus, um, we will be leading a couple of sessions, one Saturday, May 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern, and then also on Tuesday, May 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern, the sessions in English. The sessions, as you mentioned, in Spanish, um, those are actually Saturday, May 16th at 6 p.m. Eastern, and Monday, May 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And those are by Karima Viga and Enrique Velez. So 
what we're really excited about is to really meet people where they're at and make it very approachable, very simple, and you know, also very just practical. So what were are some of those ways that we know from our experiences, whether that's our own personal experiences or our experiences working with others who have been interested in pursuing uh, vegan diets or, of course, also meaning meatless and more as you're referencing. But we really want to talk about very simple ways. We're going to break it down as easy as we can to just talk about ways to make a meal vegan, maybe a, a meal that you love eating and that you just feel like, how can I ever get rid of this? We want to talk about how you can have those same flavors and textures um, and just leave the meat out of it, leave the animal products out of it. So we are really, really excited about hosting those sessions on Zoom. You can definitely visit the MainStreetVegan.net forward slash meatless dash May website to register for those sessions, along with the other opportunities that Victoria just mentioned. We're really excited to just really bring it to you in a very simple way. When you register for our sessions, we also have an opportunity for you to go ahead and submit us a question. So if there's something that you really want us to talk about, if there's something that you're really interested in or have a personal concern about, we're going to field those questions and definitely address those more popular questions. Well, I, I can hardly wait. And I, I know that there's a limit. I think there's a 100 limit on Zoom. Yeah. And so I will wait and not join <laughs> unless there's room. But I would really love to hear uh, what you guys share with people because it, this is such a fascinating topic. And because even after all these years, I just learn and learn and learn. So tell me, Shahana, in, in your personal life, so how wonderful that you and your wife are both together on this. But what about extended family? Do you have mm -hmm. relatives who are concerned or wonder what kind of strange thing you're trying to do? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. I just actually came home um, from Mother's Day weekend from being in, in Evansville, spending time with my mother, grandmother, my in-laws. And so it's always an interesting time with food. And let's see. So, for instance, my mom, who is really a, a nurturer, a caretaker uh, for my grandmother. And so she prepares the meals for my grandmother. And so now, because, of course, I, I love them and I want the best for them. And, you know, I, I know they're always worried about their health. Um, so I share and I've shared since college with them different ways to improve or enhance their personal health. Well, you know, while I was there, they really do listen. So that's really exciting. While I was there, they definitely had um, meals that were vegan, that were meatless. Um, I'm always giving them feedback on, you know, ways to make small substitutions or alternatives that they can use. So we did that there. I really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, now my mom and Nana will be having avocado toast in the mornings. Um, and so just making small changes to her diet there, I showed her um, a couple of ways that she can have an alternative to egg as well. So, you know, it's actually been going pretty good. We had a family gathering as well um, with my in-laws and there were vegan tacos that went around that were really, uh, that my wife prepared for them. And it sounded like that was a popular as well. So, you know, there's ways and, you know, I've been very blessed to have an experience to where 
you know, the lifestyle that my wife and I have been leading now for a few years is positively influencing and impacting our closest family members. And I know that's something that a lot of people are very worried about. When I speak to people who are interested in going vegan, one of their main concerns is that social and familial aspect. You know, how is this going to impact my relationships or my social life? That comes up very often. So in my story and in the strategies that I suggest, you know, when I talk about this with people is how to still navigate those relationships um, and make that a more positive, inclusive experience. So it's yeah, and I'm, going I'm sure well. you'll get into some of that on, on the call. Um, so speaking of relationships, I'm going to bring on one of your fellow uh, Main Street vegan coaches, um, Rachel. Hello. Hey, Rachel Borkowski. How are Hi. you? How are you? Good. Well, Lovely to hear you. So I've just been chatting here with Shahana. We're going to have to take a break pretty soon, but I wanted to at least get you on to introduce yourself. So tell us the wonderful thing that you do out in the world to make this planet kinder. Aw, thanks, Victoria. Um, My name is Rachel Burkowski, and I actually do trips to animal sanctuaries so we connect college and high school and middle school students to animal sanctuaries and we are actually working now on doing virtual tours so we are in the process so if anyone has a school that is interested in having their kids on a virtual tour then they can just um, contact me and go to sanctuarytrips.weebly.com Sorry, I'm out now in the street and there's music, but thank you, Victoria, for all you're doing also. And Johanna, that program sounds great. Well, you know, we're just so excited about being able to offer these free services. And I love your tours. I've been on one of your tours. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very cool to do a virtual tour of an animal sanctuary. Who would have ever thought of that? Well, except you. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely something new, and me and my board were talking, and I think it's it's good because it's hard now to get that participation in the classrooms. So that's why we were thinking, um, you know, to definitely teach the younger generation about the animals and the environment. So just because, especially with this time and everything that's happening, it's really more important now than ever that we keep educating and we keep learning and growing and evolving as a society. Absolutely. So give us that website again, Rachel. Um, So it's sanctuarytrips.weebly. So it's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Shahana and Rachel, thank you so much. You saved the day, and we have a couple of other amazing people, (laughs) Uh, Reverend Carol and uh, J.P. Jean-Pierre coming on in the next segment. You know what? Divine order does prevail here on Unity Online Radio, Mm -hmm. and we will be back after these messages. Thank you.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome back, everybody. I am old enough to remember a Beatles song that goes, I get by with a little help from my friends. And that has certainly happened today. Found out three minutes before this show that there was a mix up with the scheduled guest. And I just kind of put the call out. And so uh, wonderful, fascinating people have been coming forward, and there are three waiting uh, on the line right now. So I'll tell you how we're going to do this. I'm first going to talk with another Main Street vegan, certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator, Heather Daman von Darling. We'll talk for five or six minutes. And then I'm going to bring on together, if they're both still here and staying and willing, uh, Reverend Carol Saunders of the Spiritual Forum and JP, John Pierre, who is a personal trainer and probably, in my opinion, St. Francis reincarnated. He can tell us if he thinks I'm wrong. Okay, first, Heather, welcome to the program. Hi, Victoria. Thank you. Oh, well, it's wonderful to have you here, and I know that you are the Veg Academy Online, so tell us what you do. Well, um, for years, even before I found out about Main Street Vegan Academy, I had the Veg Academy. I'm actually celebrating on Friday my 11-year vegan anniversary. Woo, Um, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So when I became vegan 11 years ago, I had no clue what vegan was, what I was supposed to eat. I didn't know a vegan person in my entire life. And the kind of I actually made fun of vegans a little bit because I just didn't understand what the issue was until I watched Meet Your Meat on PETA's um, website. I watched the video and bawled while I was at work. I thought I could never, I could never eat meat again. What am I going to do? I love hamburgers so much. Um, and my boss came back from lunch, had no clue what had just happened and what I was just thinking. And he said, you know, my wife just made me a veggie burger and it was actually pretty good. And I said, tell me more about this veggie burger. And she said she was always trying to lose weight. Um, and so she was trying out veggie burgers. And after work, I went out and I don't remember. I think it was a Boca burger. I bought one. And I thought, you know what? I can do this. I can have my burgers and still not harm any animals. Um, So I started a group online called Fort Wayne Vegans and Vegetarians that offered support to other people who were kind of going through the same thing I was that needed to meet other vegans and vegetarians and find out how to kind of work this new lifestyle and since then i've been helping people transition and so when i found your course the main street vegan academy years later i thought this is perfect because i'm already doing this and i you know just to get certified would be nice um to offer that little bit more knowledge to help people um, transition easier so i've i've been kind of doing this for the past 11 years on and off and more so the past two years since going through your academy 
Uh, well, so interesting that on this kind of impromptu call-in day, uh, I've heard from you and, and Shahana, you're both in Indiana. Uh, so yeah. I think that the old uh, stereotype that vegans are only found in coastal areas has <laughs> just just bitten the dust. So uh, tell us quickly, uh, Heather, um, what you're doing in terms of Meatless May. What I'm doing... Um besides helping out with the whole Meatless May initiative that we're all doing is I'm also going to be offering a free seven day plant power challenge. Um, what that's going to include when people sign up, they'll get um, starting March or March, May 25th, um, we're going to start and they're going to get a swap guide, which lets them know how to swap from animal products to vegan products. You know, what vegan butter options are available, what vegan meat options are available, or different protein sources, um, different milk sources, um, all vegan options. And then they're going to get a free seven-day meal plan that will include breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, meals, including recipes for the whole week. So they don't have to worry about what am I going to eat because it's all going to be laid out right there for them. Um, And then we'll have a Facebook group as well that we can all discuss the meals, any um, other options that they need and just offer support through them there. So you can join that group on my Facebook, uh, which is the Veg Academy. And if you go to my website, thevegacademy.com, I will be adding that sign up form later this week, but you can get to my Facebook from my website, thevegacademy.com. That will get cool. you to that group for the Flam Power Challenge. Wonderful. And you're going to be putting that on the page for our Meatless May initiative as well. So people can find you anywhere and we'll put all of these URLs on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. Thank you so much, Heather, Heather Von Darling at uh, Veg Academy. Bless you. Be well. (laughs) Thank you, Victoria. Bye. And now I don't want to waste time on long introductions because we don't have that much time. Uh, But both uh, JP, uh, John Pierre, who's a wonderful um, trainer, a wonderful writer, lecturer and educator, and uh, Carol Saunders, who is a unity minister and an interfaith minister. Her ministry is a weekly podcast uh, and uh, a live podcast. live uh, meeting up in uh, Northern Illinois. So welcome, JP and Carol. Hi, great to be here. Hey, lovely to hear both of you. So, well, um, JP, I I heard your voice first. So uh, tell us what you're doing right now. Well, I've been doing my very best to help people right now deal with this, uh, you know, pandemic and everybody's starting to feel very disconnected. So I put together very quickly a program um, to help people stay connected because it's so, it's so important at this time that people get connected with other people. Just social, social isolation doesn't necessarily mean that they still can't connect with other people. And it's so important for our survival and our ability to thrive that we continue to connect with other people. But then also we need to stay connected to ourselves during stress and trauma, people detach from them themselves and they start to disassociate. So I've been working really hard on trying to get people uh, to stay connected and grounded and balanced. And are, are you in Colorado? Is that where we're talking to you? Yeah, I'm in Colorado right now, um, but all the programs I'm doing are online. So I just created a, a five-part Zoom series 
and dealing kind of how to handle the pandemic from a mental health standpoint and a spiritual standpoint, and then also a nutritional standpoint, helping people know how to prepare for what else is going to come uh, in terms of food choices and making sure they're able to keep healthy and safe and prepared. So um, I've, I've got that program, and that's at johnpierrewellness.com backslash well-being. Wonderful. And you can email me that later, so we'll be able to put it on the show notes, and everybody can go there and look that up and have access. And Carol, what about you? Um, hi, Victoria. Um, well, during this time, I converted my podcast. It, it had been a live podcast with a gathering of people in, like you said, northern Illinois, but now we're meeting on Zoom, and what's really exciting about that is everyone's invited, our podcast listeners, everybody. And even though my podcast was not a vegan-specific podcast, um, as a minister, I, I call people to uh, rise up in consciousness and awaken to our oneness with all beings, not just human beings, and to, uh, I, I, I don't come right out and say adopt a vegan diet, but everybody knows I'm vegan. I'm always encouraging them to do that. And um, we just did a podcast a couple weeks ago on nourishing body, mind, and soul, and these kinds of topics come up, um, really really having a great deal of fun myself with the online, getting people from across the world to join in on our podcast. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm all about awakening people one soul at a time. Uh, I thought about having an all-vegan, spiritual vegan ministry, but I really enjoyed being with all kinds of people, and over time, I've just seen one by one by one people beginning to adopt a vegan diet or I attract more vegans into my ministry. And then it, I could just kind of feel a tipping point starting to happen where there's, there's more, more vegans than non-vegans. And it's kind of exciting. It is exciting. And that is the spiritualforum.org. And you're actually scheduled as as a regular scheduled guest uh, coming up on uh, June 24th. Do you want to just take a minute and tell us a little bit about the September conference that we hope we're having um, that you're going to be talking more about then? Yeah, really excited about that. We're going to be talking about the, the Vegan Spirituality Forum and Retreat, first time ever at Unity Village. The title is 2020 Vision, um, uh, 2020 Vision, Creating a World that Works for All. Um, creating a world that works for all is used a lot in unity, but it's usually just meant all being us humans. But we're going to be looking at co-creating a world that works for all beings. Very exciting. Uh, Victoria, you're going to be a speaker. We have Dr. Milton Mills and Will Tuttle and Lisa Kemmerer and a bunch of really cool workshops focused on helping people to bring the, me- the vegan message to their places of worship and to create the conversation within their places of worship so that we can remember who we are as spiritual beings, that we are light beings here to uh, include all in our circle of compassion and mercy. Um, so anyway, that's what we'll be talking about then is this fantastic form and retreat that we're planning in New Village in September. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Carol. I look forward to talking with you in June. Me too. Thank you. So, uh, JP, let's just uh, finish on out with you. So, um, as as you you've worked with people for so many years, and they tend to open up with you. I think a lot of times people came to you for health or fitness, but then 
they really brought you their their lives and their pain. So what what can you say to somebody who's listening to this, who's maybe just perplexed, discouraged, or afraid? Well, you're right. I, you know, I've been teaching vegan nutrition for 35 years, but I've also worked with uh, abused women for 30 years. So most of my work isn't really just nutrition and fitness. It's more emotional and spiritual. And during this time with, with this crisis that, that we're dealing with, it's almost as if everyone is just engulfed in fear and trauma. And trauma really is just an experience that overwhelms you. So there's no hierarchy of trauma. You can, anyone can experience trauma with anything. And a lot of people are very traumatized today. And trauma and fear is one of the main things that separates our body, mind, and spirit. So we are detached from ourselves, where we start to disassociate. And it's almost as if it's like putting an object in acid. It starts dissolving it. So it's very important at this time that we stay focused and connect to other people. It's very important we stay connected to our, our pets. You know, as caregivers, we take care of them. We connect with them. We're unifying with them. But it's also important that we stay connected with ourselves and we stay grounded. And one of the things I, I want people to always do is to check in with themselves throughout the day, how they're doing. Because so many people are so detached from themselves, they just forget how they are. So one thing I ask people to do is when they wake up in the morning, just do a, a body scan. You know, move your toes, move your ankles, touch your calves, touch your legs, touch your stomach, your arms, connect with yourself. And just start getting back in tune with yourself because we're so getting, we're, we're so getting um, separated from ourselves, and then we can't make proper decisions. And so that's one of the main things that I created this series for is to get people back in touch with themselves. And of course, I run our nonprofit Living with Harmony, which is an animal sanctuary and, and retreat center uh, in Colorado. So that's livingwithharmony.org. And there's a lot of good resources and information there for people too. Oh, well, I certainly want to be in on your, your series because that's so important. And I think that I was really getting out of touch with myself because yesterday for the first time I felt stir crazy and I used to feel stir crazy if I didn't go out for two days, <laughs> but in, in this right. circumstance, you know, I've been in every day except for, you know, little dog walks. And finally, only yesterday I realized I miss cafes and I miss <laughs> getting blow dries, you know, they might not be the loftiest things on earth to which to aspire, but there were ways that I recognized myself and, and to be without those, it's a little bit of grief. Exactly. Well, the other thing that we're missing today, which I talk about in our series is routines and routines are very important. You know, there, when you look at some of these journals in psychology, like the journal of um, abnormal child psychology, in there, they show that, that family routines are what help children. They help moderate these impulsiveness and defiant symptoms. So kids really need routines, but also as adults, we need to have routines. And during this pandemic, it's very easy to get out of routines. And also remember our bodies run on these, on these circadian rhythms. You know, our body runs on these cycles. And when we start changing our sleep cycle and our eating cycle and even simple things like when people are in pajamas all day long, it throws you out of balance. And that's why it's important to get back to some routines. And I talk quite a bit about that. But, but other things to stay grounded, you know, just making sure that you're focusing on your breathing. If you can do some deep diaphragmic breathing, and we, we share some techniques 
uh, on breathing methods to help people stay grounded and certain exercises. And there's certain foods that ground you and there's certain foods that, that completely disassociate you from yourself. I mean, high sugar diet is one right off the bat, not only from a nutritional standpoint that you're using up all these B vitamins and chromium and magnesium, which are all critical, but they make you very ethereal and, and airy. And you'll, you've heard when people eat a lot of sugar, they say, I just don't feel like very connected. I feel spacey. And this is the last time that you'd want to be eating a high sugar diet is when there's trauma or stress, when everything we need is to be anchored and grounded. So th there's a lot of things that we can do, but the, the secret is to be doing them. And what are the foods that are most grounding? Well, our root vegetables are grounding. So like garlic and beets and carrots and warm food. Um, I use some different products from different companies. Uh, there's one product that's really good. It's called Earth, and it's by a company, Health Force, and that's designed really to ground you. And you, it's a powder, and you can actually add it to like a miso and make it warm, and add some onions or garlic in there and drink it very slow. That's a very grounding. But you really want to stay away from the high sugar foods, and and that's one of the things that people will crave now because they're med medicating, they're self-medicating, and so they're they're reaching for those things, and it's this this perpetual cycle that's just going to keep going. It's just going to make you more and more ungrounded, and the more ungrounded you feel, the more disturbed you are, so you're going to want to have bad foods. Mm. So you have to be able to break that cycle, but you need to get exercise. You know, you need to get back into grounding yoga postures doing a little bit of meditation if you care, or prayer or affirmations. Those are all very important. And make sure you keep the greens in your diet because those are very, very alkaline for you. So, the, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. And, and we just started the series. It's, it's all up in the, in the iCloud, so you can sign up anytime you want. But it's every, every Saturday that we do it for five series. And, and I created it because just I was having so many people call and text and email that they were just starting to really lose it. And this had just started. You know, the pandemic had really just started. And I was like, man, I need to create something very quickly to help people. So that's kind of why I did that. Oh, I'm so glad you did. Now, you mentioned exercise. And I must say that when life was normal and my building has a gym in it, there were days I had to really push myself to go to that gym. Now I would give anything to be able to go to the gym. I'm not much right. for Zoom classes. So what do mm -hmm. you say to people who maybe haven't gotten into the Zoom class thing, but do want to maintain a level of fitness during all this? Well, that is critical because, you know, one of the main things that we need to do is, is we need to keep our body moving. We're too sedentary as it is. If we look at our, our ancestors, they were moving from the minute they got up to the minute they went to bed. And even though their diet wasn't pristine, it's one of the things that contributed to health and longevity in them. So we do need to move. And, and basically, our society has engineered movement out of our life with all technology and automation and chairs and everything. So we need to get moving as much as we can. We should be moving every 15 to 30 minutes, even if you're just getting in and out of your chair 10 times doing a squat. Just moving throughout the day is critical. But exercise bands, some hand weights or some cans – just doing simple things like some curls or some chest presses or military presses, just walking in place. If you have a rebounder, that's a, one of the greatest things for your lymphatic system. But, you know, one of the things is remember, too, is that your body thrives on movement. It's like a blender. You can put all the organic ingredients in a blender, and then you push power and nothing happens. It's because it wasn't plugged in. So 
is when you plug it in, it turns the blender on. It's the same thing with our body. When we move, it turns on bone density. It turns on muscles. It turns on metabolism. It creates endorphins that make us feel good. So you have to get movement in any way you can. And even though, Victoria, you might not like Zoom or online classes, it doesn't hurt to have those on the TV or on the screen to kind of slightly motivate you to see that. Ooh, that's an idea. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to do the Zoom class or whatever the the Zumba or whatever it is, but you see it and the music starts inspiring and you say, you know what, I can just do a little something. It's just that things add up. It's just like it builds up. You don't have to do an hour workout, but if every 30 minutes you did 10 squats, at the end of the day, you've done a lot of squats. Yeah, well, I actually do do that probably because I know you. I also have my um, podcast set up here so that I do it standing and moving about. So, you know, having known you for, what, a thousand years? Uh, I think some of it has sunk in. So you you mentioned our animal. It doesn't have to be something that's exercise. Don't even use that term. Just call it movement. And in your case, call it dance or fun. That's all we need. Oh, I like both of those words. Actually, early in the pandemic, I ordered myself a lovely pair of vegan jazz shoes. And, you know, you just put those on. And especially if you were a little girl who had did ballet back in the day, you just you have to dance. So sometimes just a little motivation. So JP, you talked about our our companion animals and that they needed a little extra help right now. I know, I think many of them are very happy (laughs) that they have humans around more than usual, but what can we do for them? And also what can we do for them when uh, we do start going back to work and leaving them for periods of time? Well, first of all, the animals, as you know, are so hypersensitive, they can feel our energy. And so they feel when we're scared and we have trepidations and we're nervous and anxious. And so we want to be able to bond with them. We want to let them know they're okay because a lot of times when they feel that energy, they're wondering, are they going to be abandoned? Is there a crisis? And just like us, their cells are always eavesdropping on their emotions. And that can be very dangerous for not only humans but animals. So you want to comfort them and play with them and touch them and talk to them and just be with them and just reassure them everything's okay. I love you. You know, you want to still make sure you maintain, especially with dogs, you take them for the walks. I mean, I have 20 animals uh, in a townhouse. So we have a buggy that we take the cat out in, the dogs go for walks. You know, we have the guinea pigs go outside. You know, we try to get outside as much as we can. And just just connecting with your animals, it's very important. And it's it's one of the most important things uh, uh, that we can bond with that helps reduce our blood pressure. It helps us feel connected. My biggest concern as soon as this pandemic hit, I was on the phone immediately with the elderly. How can I help? Who can I, who can I shop for? And, and elderly, if they can take care of animals, as long as they're competent enough and physically able, they should have animals because they need something in their life. They need a little being that they can connect with because they're such magic, magical little souls in there. And uh, it's critical for all of us to, if we can't afford it, to get an animal out of a shelter and take care of, take care of them. And it's such a symbiotic relationship because they end up taking care of us. Oh, they do indeed. So just in our last three minutes or so, JP, give us the Jean-Pierre philosophy of life. Well, the core of everything I teach is, is the Himza, so compassion or reverence for all beings. And I look at 
you know, tiny little fruit flies is the same as uh, a whale or an endangered wolf. They're all equal to me because they're all little expressions of, of life that want to live. So I think we need to see that in, in all parts of the world and in all people. It doesn't matter who they are. And it also doesn't matter how angry or mean or rude somebody is. There's still a being and an expression of life. And we don't know the trauma that person has gone through. So it's very important that we're sympathetic and empathetic to them and realize they have a dis-ease. And if somebody had heart disease or diabetes, you wouldn't give them a sirloin steak and a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey because that's what contributes to the disease. And when someone has a disease of anger and hostility, we don't give them the disease back of being mean and angry. We give them the antidote, which is always love and compassion. And so I think it's very important that we are always walking in a state of becoming a, you know, a beacon of light and love where we're kind and loving. I think that's really the most important thing that I, I try to share with all my clients and, and participants. <laughs> <laughs> I hear some of your 20 companions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's enchanting. Well, there there probably are no mistakes. <laughs> I know we hear that sometimes in spiritual teachings and then we look at things which seem very wrong and say, "Yeah, there are." But certainly it was not a mistake um that I ended up at 3 minutes before the hour without a guest because you and the other wonderful people who showed up for for me and for all of our listeners have really made this just just such a blessed time just uh that that last little bit of information that you shared jp about ahimsa was um so so powerful so give us again the um, url for your series oh sure it's john pierre so j-o-h-n and then P-I-E-R-R-E, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com. And then backslash well-being. Well-being. And okay, we'll put it all on is... the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net where you can also find Meatless May and send all of your English and Spanish-speaking friends to us with their questions. And, you know, all working together, we're going to get the job done. We're going to get through this current crisis, and we are going to end up, as Richard Branson said, smarter and kinder. And I happen to believe quite a bit closer to a vegan world. Thanks to all of my guests today. Thanks to Unity Online Radio, and thanks to you. God bless. Eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.